who is a soul-rich woman? A woman who has the courage to dream despite it's seemingly impossible. Cynthia, which is your favorite F word? Freedom. Um, freedom to dream, freedom to be myself, freedom to earn money, freedom to create, freedom inside. You know, that's, I think, my journey, the inner freedom, um, you know, loving myself, being one. Um, with God, spirit, really understanding the plan for my life. I think freedom is uh, a blessing and I, one of my highest values. Hi, my name is Cynthia Kersey. I'm the CEO and founder of the Unstoppable Foundation. And you're tuning in to Soul Rich Woman, uh, hosted by Janisha Alora. And this is for women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and family. You can have it all. This episode is brought to you by InstantPodcastLeader.com, the leading platform to launch your podcast in 48 hours and make it profitable. Get your free audiobook and free web class at InstantPodcastLeader.com forward slash web class. A strong and independent woman is something to behold. She pays her own bills, buys her own things, and she doesn't let a man affect her stability or self-confidence. She is a soul-rich woman. Are you ready to be rich doing what you love? Be on purpose and in control of your life again. At For Women Who Love the F Word podcast, we will be openly talking about getting more clients online, getting recognition as the leader and female entrepreneur, and also the F Word, being fabulous, having freedom, and financial independence. It's time to own and love the F Word. Welcome to the show. Hello and a very good day to you. Welcome to the Soul Rich Woman Show for women who love the F word. Being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence and family. You can have it all. Hi, my name is Janisha Laura. Today we have a really special guest on the show. I'm so excited. In fact, I have like, you know, tried to connect with her way before even COVID happens, before all the quarantine happens. And today, finally, we get to meet online and she's a super, super amazing lady. Her name is Cynthia Kersey. Now, she is the founder and CEO of the Unstoppable Foundation, whose focus is to ensure that every child on the planet has access to the lifelong gift of education. She is a respected leader in the transformational industry, a best-selling author of two books, Unstoppable and Unstoppable Women. And she's also an international speaker. Cynthia knows firsthand that giving is not only for business, it's good for the soul. Cynthia inspires people to give and provides business professionals with practical action plan on how they can expand their business, create customer evangelists, 
and become completely invigorated about their life and business by integrating generosity as a fundamental part of their business model. Now, her foundation, the Unstoppable Foundation, has provided a daily education to over 40,000. Look, not 1,000, not 2,000, okay? 40,000 children and provides access to life-saving services such as clean water, healthcare, nutritious food through organic gardens to over 78,000 men, women, and children in Kenya alone. Wow, I am so blessed to be able to speak to this amazing lady today. And right now, let's bring her on, on to the show. Cynthia, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Hi, good to see you. How are you? Good. Can you hear me? Okay, so I think there's internet. She's lagging over at her side. I'm so excited for her to share with you because I'm so inspired by the community work that she's doing, the foundation that is supporting 78,000 men, women, and children in Kenya. And she is really, you know, raised a fundraiser, a power woman who has supported many people uh, to be seen as a leader in their own lives. Okay, so just uh, quickly wait for Cynthia to be back. Cynthia, are you back? Okay, she just went off and then come back again. So welcome to For Women Who Love the F Word Show. Now this live stream and podcast show basically features weekly um, best people like inspirational celebrities, business figures all around the world. So we have got Gary Vaynerchuk, Sheryl Sandberg, Anik Singel, Pia Wartsbeck. We have got uh, many more people. Mary Buffett as well has been on this show. So every week I interview amazing guests. And if you like to tune into the show, it's available at um, podcast uh, on my show. Okay, so I'm going to bring in Cynthia right now. And let's see whether Cynthia is back. Okay, Cynthia, are you back? <laughs> I am. I am so sorry. I don't know what happened there. All right. So everybody is waiting for you, you know. Okay, so welcome, welcome once again for women who love the F word show, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and above all, family. You can have it all. So welcome, Cynthia. Thank you very much for being on today's show. I mean, so amazing reading your profile and knowing that you have done such great work with your foundation. Now, why don't you share with our audience today, why did you even get started on starting a foundation and you know, giving your time and your life to do this mission work that you are doing? Well, thank you. Um, you know, I when I started my career years ago, my goal was simply to earn money, to take care of my family. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I didn't realize there was something more to that. And I ended up um, quitting my a corporate job. I made it to the top of my field. I was a national account manager at Sprint Communications. I'm earning a six-figure income. And on the outside, my life looked great. But on the inside, I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. Like so many people, I'm sure that are listening to this, have experienced. So I started looking at what do I love? What am I passionate? 
passionate about. And I've always loved stories of unstoppable people, people like you, people who had a dream and didn't let their circumstances, their uh, own inner voice or somebody else stop them. And so I decided I'd been studying unstoppable people for many, many years. And I decided that I was going to quit my job, cash in my entire life savings, downsize my life to write my first book, Unstoppable. And you have to understand, I'd never written anything more than a college term paper in my entire life. So I didn't know how to write a book. I didn't know if it would get published, but I had a purpose, you know, I wanted to inspire people to live an unstoppable life, much like I wanted to do and I was committed to doing in the world. So my book, two years writing it, it's published. I'm living my purpose. And 18 months after my book came out, my 20 year marriage ended and I was devastated. And I went and I talked to my mentor, Millard Fuller, the founder of Habitat for Humanity. And I told him what had happened. And he said, when you have a great pain in your life, you need a greater purpose. Now, I was living my purpose, right? I, was, I quit a corporate job to write this book. But that purpose wasn't bigger than my pain. So I thought, he said, well, why don't you build a house for a family in need? And as I thought about that, it was $2,000 to build a house for a family in Nepal. He had just gotten back from Nepal and told me how beautiful it is. And yet there were so many people living in poverty. And so I thought, how many houses would I need to build to offset this pain in my life? And it wasn't until I got to the number 100 houses that that felt bigger than my pain. Now, I've never built one house before. I'm a single mom living on a $14.95 book. I didn't know people that had money. You know, I would need to raise $200,000 for this project. But I had a purpose that was bigger than my pain. And so that year when I'm out speaking, you know, and so many times my eyes were swollen from crying the night before, right? I'm grieving the relationship. I would think about those families that didn't have a simple, decent place to live. And that kept me going. And that year, I raised $200,000. I took 18 people to Nepal. And we built the first three of the 100 homes. And that was my first experience with philanthropy. And it changed my life because, Janisha, Janisha, I thought I was doing something great for them. But what I didn't realize is how that would change my life. It gave me a purpose, right? It gave me a reason to continue. And so I started to integrate giving in my books. My first or my Unstoppable book, obviously. My second book, Unstoppable Women, came out in 2005. And I was looking for that next project, you know, something that would inspire me. And I was invited out of the blue to go to Africa and to go to this women conference. And the only thing I knew about this conference is that women were coming to share their stories. Have you ever experienced this? You get this opportunity and it's crazy. So you feel like you need to say yes to that. And so I said, yes, I flew over there. And for five days, I listened to women's stories, 
women who their children, you know, were the girls were fetching water all day long. They didn't have time to be in school. And, you know, the, there's no health care and children dying of malaria. I mean, it was heartbreaking. And I, after two days there, I just started to get really angry. And I thought, how is it okay that just by virtue of where you're born determines the life, the quality of the life that you have? And so as I was leaving, I was spent there five days and they were pleading with me to free, please not forget them. And I thought, well, what could I do? You know, this problem in Kenya, in Africa, has been going on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And I thought, who am I to, to solve this? But then I thought, well, who am I not to at least try? And so I hugged them and I said I would do something. And it started with one very simple step. I thought, okay, what could I do? And I had a big birthday party that was coming up and I decided that I would turn my birthday party into a fundraiser. And that's what I did. So I invited people to come to a rest uh, restaurant. And I don't know if any of these people, you knew them, but Bob Proctor came and Mary Morrissey and Mark Victor Hansen, Debbie Ford, they all came. And that night, I just shared my vision. I shared what I was committed to doing. I wanted to raise the money to build at least one school. And that night, I raised um, $80,000. We were ready. We were able to build two schools. And that was the beginning of the unstoppable. I can do that in one night. What I do if I really put my heart and soul into it. So that's really, that was the progression of how that came in my life. Wow. And you put your heart and soul and turn your birthday party into the start of your Unstoppable Foundation. And you, mm -hmm. earlier on, you mentioned some names. Even Debbie Ford was there as well. She's also a very amazing lady doing great work. Wow. Mm -hmm. And how... When we talk about building foundations like this, a lot of people, when they talk about charity work, um, you know, they, they say that it's not possible, it's so difficult, and they could hardly sometimes even raise funds. And the way you make it sound for fundraising, make it sound so easy, it's like, okay, and then, you know, let's do a birthday party and then invite my network and, and this happens. So, what is it do you think is important? I mean, when you share your vision and share mm -hmm. your ideas with the people that inspire them as well to support you on your journey. Mm -hmm. So some things that I know now that I didn't know then. Um, and a big piece was, first off, people love to be inspired. Um, but what I've learned about giving is when you invite people to give, you give them an opportunity to transform their life. I used to think they were helping me and helping my projects. But what I realized, and it's in the scriptures, I mean, you know, spiritual teachers have been talking about this for thousands of years. And the scriptures say, give and it shall be given unto you. That giving activates receiving in our lives. But it's counterintuitive. Many times people think, well, I'll wait until I give, until I have money, until I have time, until my children are in school or out of school, um, until my business is at a certain level. 
But what I realize is as we give, again, I I like to quote, quote scriptures, but it says, see if I will not open up the floodgates of heaven and pour upon you such a blessing when you realize that they're activating that law of receiving in your in their life it's very powerful and i feel like my causes are simply a conduit of a blessing that will go to them and to the people that we're serving when you're looking on your own journey reflecting that you were a single mom and you were going through life there was a lot of pain mm-hmm. of you went to a mentor how do you even have the awareness that asking for help was one of the way out for you? Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. And I love in your introduction that you say, together we are unstoppable. And I believe that is true. You know, um, we have to find people who believe in us more than we believe in ourselves. And when I left that corporate job and had a dream to write a book, I did not have a lot of confidence. But I had a purpose. I was focused. I cashed in my entire life savings. It had to work. So, and then I was open. So I ended up meeting Bob Proctor very early in the in the process. As a matter of fact, I met him right after my first book came out, and I told him about my goal to raise a hundred thousand, excuse me, two hundred thousand dollars to build a hundred houses in Nepal. And I said, "How should I do that?" And he said, "It's simple." He said, you find 10 people to donate $20,000. Easy. And I'm thinking, I don't know anybody that has $20,000. And here he was standing in front of me. And I mustered up all the courage that I possibly could. And I said, would you donate the first $20,000? And he thought, you know, what am I going to say? He told me to go ask people to donate $20,000. And that was the beginning. It's like you do what you can do with what you have in that moment. And then I found other people and people gave 2000 They gave 1000 It doesn't matter. But you have to start and you have to be willing to ask people to help you. You can't do it by, themself, by yourself. And then remember that you're being a blessing. It's like you're not being a burden. You're not asking them. For money for you, you're asking them to not only support. Wow. And when you receive the advice, I mean, in your heart, there must be some thoughts that probably was happening because even though when we say together, we are unstoppable, but when someone challenges you to get out of your comfort zone, what was on your mind? I'm really curious at that moment in time. Which one about raising the money for the houses? Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I was so inspired by it, number one. So it's like, wow, it it gave me a reason to keep going. You know, it might sound overdramatic, but, you know, I was married 20 years. And going through that divorce really impacted my identity. Who am I as a single woman? You know, I'm living now on a $14.95 book. So it's like, how am I going to support myself? How am I going to take care of my son? Um, And all of those questions. And that purpose is really what drove me. So while I didn't know how to do it, 
I didn't know who to ask. I simply went to the first person that was in front of me and I asked uh, Bob Proctor. And it kept me going when I was getting on a plane flying out of LA when I was going to be speaking. You know, I was grieving. I was grieving the loss of my marriage. But as importantly, I would think of those families that didn't have a simple, decent place to live. And that kept me going. So I think the key thing is to find something that's bigger than you. You know, I could have stayed so many people go through challenges and they stayed focused on what's not working, how they were wronged, you know, how difficult their situation is. And I'm not diminishing it. But if you stay there, you'll never be able to see what happens. I've always heard the saying, don't waste a good crisis. And of course, you know, with COVID and everything that's going on, if your business is struggling, it's like, what is here for you? What is this crisis um, telling you? And be a detective, be, you know, listen. And it's like the universe will show you the next step if you're willing to listen and to receive the guidance that's there for you. And we've really gone through quite a lot and fair bit on your journey right now. And right now, I, uh, you know, you have how many children? Four? I have one. If Blaine one. has two. And Blaine has two children and then, you know, their families and all that. So we have four adult, really, well, six now, really six adult children. And how many grandchildren uh, do you have now? Four grandchildren on his side. I want another baby. I want a grandbaby too. <laughs> so we always wanted to have more grandchildren so how many are you able to form a soccer team already yeah not yet not yet uh but I, i'm willing to try <laughs> <laughs> so on your journey i believe you have met amazing people what were some of the greatest influences in your life yeah so I've met a lot of incredible people, I have to say. And, you know, I mentioned um, the number one um, influencer in my life was the founder of Habitat for Humanity. Um, and, you know, he was such an extraordinary man, um, had a business worth millions of dollars and left it to for the bigger cause of ensuring every person, every family has a simple, decent place to live. And then so he was a very important mentor to me. And. Rob Proctor is a very good friend and an incredible mentor to me, too. He's always pushing me. I remember when I first became a speaker many, 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 many years ago. And it was like, oh, I got uh, my book had just come out. And this big company wanted my book, Unstoppable, to be the theme of this entire conference. 2,500 people. And they called me and they said, how much do you charge? And I'm like, uh, 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 $2,500. And what was funny, and I didn't know this, but Harvey McKay was speaking. He was the opening keynote speaker, and he charged $25,000. And so when I said $2,500, they didn't really take me seriously. They almost didn't hire me. But that was like, it was so... Um, uh, you know, challenging is here. I'm a brand new speaker and I'm going to speak in front of 2,500 people. And I was petrified and I hired a coach and I had somebody work with me. But when you're new at something, you just have to be, put yourself out there and willing to not do it perfectly. 
And uh, I mean, I have so many examples of that where it takes so much courage. I know that you know this too. It takes so much courage to, to do something you've never done, to step out of your comfort zone, to have a dream and proclaim it and say, this is what I'm committed to. Will you be a part of it? Will you help me? And then also, I think it's how can I be of service to you? So, you know, it's never one sided, even even with mentors. It's like, how can I be a blessing to them as well? And I love it that you talk about finding or having a mentor. How do you even spot one or identify one whom you have the person who is your cheerleader, your counselor and a team member? I think it happens organically because years ago when I would look for a mentor and I would say, would you be my mentor? You know, it never happened that way. It happened as a result of me connecting with people like Millard. I interviewed him for my book. We connected. Um, He cared about, he loved my passion and my enthusiasm. and, And so we just connected the same with Bob Proctor. The same with so many people. So I think you find someone that you resonate with. And one key thing about having a mentor is to listen. Don't be a know-it-all. You know, the whole I know that syndrome. You know, be willing to hear them and to learn and be open and to do what they suggest. I mean, if it feels, you know, within um, integrity, obviously, for you, listen to them. Because they've done it. And and this is another thing about a mentor is find mentors who've done what you want to do, who achieved, whether if it's financial independence or, you know, philanthropy or writing best-selling books, you know, find people uh, who've done what you want to do. And even then some, so many times people will hire people that, um, you know, they just kind of become a life coach or whatever, and they haven't really had the experience. So I think it's really important to find people who, uh, who can lead the way. I love it that you talk about really finding real teachers Mm -hmm. and not someone who has just read off the book and then teach it. Because when we have someone who has, we can role model after, that is when our success rate is going to be so much higher. Okay. At your point of your journey, were there struggles on setting up the foundation and running the foundation in itself? I mean, it's so huge now. Mm-hmm. How are you, you know, managing or do you have struggles that you were managing before and how do you overcome it? Of course. Are you kidding? There's always struggles. So, you know, are you kidding? Um, you know, we, I still have struggles, right? It's like, as you grow, you're always going to get on that leading edge of your life. So when I first started the foundation, I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, I started a foundation. I didn't have a team. It was just me. I was funding everything. And I, I always felt like, I didn't feel capable of doing it. I'd never done it before. And I think this is something very common with women. When you haven't done something before, uh, it doesn't matter what it is, um, they think they can do it. So the confidence um, was really challenging. And as I was growing my foundation, I really, about three years into it, I was at a turning point. And I needed to either, you know, take it to the next level or, or just quit. 
And I w- went to a meeting and uh, his name is Ronaldo Brutico. Actually, it was through the Transformational Leadership Council. And we were, I don't know where we were, Hawaii or something. And I said, would you have dinner with us? It was Blaine and myself. And I told him about where we were. And I really want to take the foundation to the next level. And I asked him, I almost feel like I was begging him to become my chairman of the board because I needed that next level of expertise. And fortunately, he said yes. And that was a very big turning point foundation because he helped put up all of the systems, the accounting, the financial um, audits, things like that, um, that absolutely changed the trajectory of the foundation. So, I mean, I could, you know, believe me, I could, we could talk about this the whole time, all of the challenges, but I think the key thing for me is I'm open to learning, you know, I'll go to, you know, Lynn Twist is also a friend and a mentor, you know, she's built large uh, foundations and organizations and, you know, go to seminars and hire consultants if you can. Like, how can you find people, like I said, who have gone to that next level or beyond and can help you do the same thing? But, you know, when we talk about finding higher people, you know, the next level people, a lot of women are very afraid to ask simply because of the fear of rejection. They think they're not good enough. I mean, even for me to step out of my comfort zone to invite you on the show or the other amazing guests to be on the show, I have to combat the noise between my two years. So it's yeah. it's very crucial for you to step out and keep stepping out of your comfort zone to invite all these people to support you on your foundation, uh, whether is it in monetary, to raise funds, mm-hmm. or even to set up systems and processes. How do you select all these people? I mean, like, were there a certain value system that you were looking at mm-hmm. when you choose these people other than, yes, they have got a success and experiences, but were there values that you were also considering? That is a very good question. And I I think that's a very important thing is to find people that you're in alignment with. I remember um, one time years ago, this man from Vegas wanted to be a partner in my unstoppable business. And he picks me up in this Rolls Royce, right? And you know, we were talking over dinner and he's like, Cynthia, you know, this little making a difference thing, you know, I think you need to like play that down and focus on your business. And I'm thinking this man doesn't even get me, you know, this giving back is integral to who I am. It's not just a little thing that I'm doing. And of course I didn't do business with him. So I think you have to find people who are in alignment, who can, um, who believes in you. Um, Some people like when you have a coach, some people like coaches to be really stern and they like them to be hard. And I like people who are encouraging, you know, I'm already hard enough on myself. I don't need somebody to be hard on me. I need somebody to encourage me. So you find styles that work as well. Um, But it's such an value system because then you'll, can you hear me? Are you is it are you there? I yes. am. 
Good. So how do you differentiate, I mean, passion? I mean, now that you're so passionate about this projects and, you know, you have already provided a daily education to over 40,000 children. I mean, this is really amazing. I mean, access to life-saving services like clean water, healthcare, and nutritious food through organic gardens. And all these were very inspiring for me because 40,000 is a huge, huge number. I mean, how, how do you even reach out to the, those communities in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we have partners, which is another important thing, right? You can't do, you can't do everything yourself. So we have a partner on the ground in Kenya that we work with, that they work every day with the elders, with the children, with the families. Um, and we have a team. So, I mean, I think that's the key thing is you have to find a team. You can't do it by yourself if you want to grow. So, again, it's finding people who um, who are experts. Like, they are excellent at implementing these five pillars. Uh, we bring in different uh, pieces to the partnership, right? We have We bring in the transformational piece. We bring in the project management piece, we bring in the um, proof of performance. So we're constantly documenting when people give money, how is that money being spent? So we can provide impact back to our donors. So again, I think it's finding people who are excellent at what they do and working together as a team. I can hear the passion at the base of your voice, like purpose and passion spells it all over, right? Even in your resonance of the voice. Can you share with our audience today, how do do you or how can they really have clarity and direction in their purpose and passion? Because sometimes when you talk about doing charity work and passion, and then they are broke. So that's right. scenario number one, right? And they think that they cannot have their own wealth while helping and serving other mm-hmm. people. So how can women overcome that? Yeah, great question. Um, inspiration, the word means in spirit. So for me, Um, it's finding something that inspires you, not something you feel obligated. You know, I should be doing this. I shouldn't be doing that. But like what gets you up in the morning? What piques your voice when you're speaking? So the first thing is to find something that inspires you. And it doesn't have to be like that's your purpose or your passion forever. Start with where you are and the resources that you have in that moment. And Um, And then again, like I said, it's like baby steps. So, you know, like for me, I started at a birthday party. I invited people to come to a party. I invited them to give. They went to a great birthday party. It was like, you know, every single step leads to the next step. And one thing that I've also learned that I think is very important is, and again, it's that law of giving and receiving. You can't just be a giver and not a receiver. You stop the flow of energy. So as you give, it's like you're giving a demand note to the universe. And you know, as you give, it comes back to you, just like the law of gravity, the law of um, you know polarity. There's so many universal laws. 
you know, given it shall be given unto you, do unto others as you'd have others do unto you. It's like all of these laws and it's just understanding how they work. And when you get in harmony with the laws, that's when magic happens in your life. So I think that's the key um, is just really understanding how life works. Find what you're inspired by, not that you feel obligated or that you should do. And then what's that next step that you can do and be willing to receive. I wouldn't be able to raise so much money if I wasn't able to receive, right? If I'm like, oh, I don't deserve it. And believe me, for many, many years, I had to work with my own lack of uh, self-confidence or self-esteem, you know, but now I realize I have to receive, you know, when I give, I love giving. It's the greatest thing in the world. And I have to receive when people give to me and it's, you complete the cycle. So be willing to give and receive. I love that. So Cynthia, is there a way for women to be more aware? How can they even start by learning how to receive? Well, just how, okay. So it's like noticing, right? So if somebody says, oh, let's start with a compliment. Start, take it. If somebody says, oh, you look beautiful or your book's great or your business, I don't ever, you're so good with your kids. Say thank you. Don't go, oh, well, no, you know, what do you mean? I sold a dress, whatever. Like that is a great practice to receive what comes to you. And don't diminish it. And then just can continue to notice because you will start uh, getting opportunities. It was like with Bob Proctor, you know, when people, um, when I first started speaking in the $2,500, right? And then he's like, you should be charging $5,000. You should be charging $10,000. If I wasn't willing to receive, I block the flow of energy. So I think for women, look for what's coming to you and don't resist it. Just even if you notice it in your heart and you think, oh, I don't deserve it or, oh, that's too much or whatever. Just stop, smile and say thank you. Wow, I love that. <laughs> I really love it. And, and you talk about when you were speaking, you, you charged $2,500 and they, someone else was charging $25,000. And I mean, even by the comparison, I mean, for you, when you start as a public speaker and starting to charge what you are worth, mm -hmm. does it feel really uncomfortable? I mean, yes, mm -hmm. we talk about receiving and we say, yes, you know, we've got to really upgrade our prosperity mindset. But the key thing here is you probably continuously upgrade your level of vibration. That's How right. can someone keep vibrating at the highest possible vibes? to bringing yeah. good things in their life? That's a good question. Um, so I think the first thing is gratitude. Gratitude is the number one thing to raise your vibration. And so they say what you appreciate appreciates, right? So start your day. What are you grateful for? It doesn't have to be big. It can, I mean, you know, the top two things every single day are my husband and my dog. Every <laughs> single day. And it's like, I'm so grateful. I don't just say my husband. I say, oh, I'm so grateful. You know, he's so loyal. He's so lovable. He's so loving. He's so, you know, like, and feel it. And my little girl, Maddie, my dog, 
you know, and she's so sweet. And like you feel, right? I'm just not going down a list. I'm really feeling it. And so I think, you know, gratitude is a really important step, the number one step to raising your vibration. And then other things are just doing things to raise your confidence, you know, continuously learn. When I wrote my first book, I, you know, read probably more books about publishing than most authors did. You know, I went to seminars, I read books, I, I did all sorts of things that enabled me to learn the industry. So that I feel somewhat um, confident. I didn't feel that confident in the beginning, though, I have to tell you. But it's like you've heard the, the phrase, feel the fear and do it anyway. I just did it anyway. I mean, sometimes the first few years that I spoke after my speech, I would feel like nauseous inside. I would think, you know, I wasn't very funny. I didn't do a very good job. Like I had all of that going on. But I did it anyway. And then, you know, over a period of time, I realized, well, I'm kind of focusing on myself, right? Oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Instead of now serving, you know, I'm serving the audience. It's not even about me. Wow. Well, I really love that part about you. And for you, to you, who is a soul-rich woman? Mm -hmm. That is such a good question. Um, I think a soul-rich woman is uh, someone who is living their purpose. They're living a life of service, whether they're running a business or they're, they have a, you know, a nonprofit, it doesn't really matter. And it, I mean, there's so many uh, women. Uh, let me just give you a very quick story. Uh, one of our students in Kenya, her name is Betty. And Betty had this dream as of a little girl, she wanted to be a nurse. And she lived in the Maasai Mara. Most girls never got past the eighth grade. And her mom and dad were so committed to her getting an education and being able to at least go to high school. In the 10th grade, her father died. And she thought, okay, I'm just going to go home. I'm going to have to stay home and, and help my mom. And her mom's like, no, you have to stay in school. If you don't stay in school, you have no hope of creating something different for your life. So she managed, her mother managed to keep her in school. She graduates from high school. And again, she has this dream to become a nurse. There's no colleges in that area. There's no way for her to go to become a nurse. But she holds that in her heart. For six years, she's now going, she's back to fetching water, buying and selling eggs, you know, carrying heavy uh, uh, bundles of, you know, raw or whatever, like twigs and uh, firewood. And one day she's had it and she falls down. She's on her way to the river to fetch water. And she says, God, if this is all there is for me, I don't even want to live. And she was thinking about jumping into that river that had all sorts of animals and she had this thought, what if tomorrow there's a miracle and I wouldn't be here to receive it? And that was, that was a powerful thought. And she thought, okay, I'm not going to give up. So she got up. She continued fetching that water. Two weeks later, she heard about our college 
that we just launched. And guess what that first program was that we launched? The School of Nursing. Wow. The School of Nursing. Had she not, had she not, you know, as she given up, you know, two weeks earlier, it would have never happened. The miracle was there for her. So I think a soul rich woman, <laughs> excuse me, I think of Betty, a woman who has the courage to dream despite it seemingly impossible. You know, she's in an area, there's no colleges, there's no nothing. But she held on to that dream. And I told her, I said, Betty, you called us in. You're holding that vision, even as a little girl, you know, impacted everything that was happening to one day that you would be able to go to college. So I think, again, holding on to the, the courage to hold on to a dream no matter what. And that is a true soul-rich woman, someone who steps out of a comfort zone and stays alive for her dreams. Wow, this is a really inspiring story. And this girl, she's in the nursing school right now? Yes, she is. Well, how, yes, how old is. is she at this moment? She's about um, 25. So yeah, she's about 25 years old. And uh, we call her, we, she's a mirror. I mean, it's like she, we, we created a whole event around her. And it was like, be the miracle, you know, be the miracle that you're waiting for. And so many people give up. And I think even in times right now, like I said, give up. There's something here for you. And if you can hold on and really, you know, get to the that you, you'll get to the other side. Wow. So we always talk about you are the average of the five people whom you hang out with the most. Who are the five people in your life whom you hang out with the most? So my husband, obviously, um, you know, Mary Morrissey. I don't know if you know her. She's fantastic. You should have her on your show. She's incredible. She's a teacher. So wise. Um, Bob Proctor is another one. Um, who else do I really hang around with besides my family? Oh, I've got a team, you know, my COO. We talk every single day. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I have so many great, you know, Jack Canfield's a good friend. I mean, I have so many. I don't mean like a name dropper. But I think the key thing is that the people who I really hang around with are uh, people committed to growing, being authentic. You know, I think of a dear friend, Barnett Bain. He actually was a producer on the What Dreams May Come. I don't know if you remember that movie years and years ago, but just a beautiful, authentic human being, you know, because we're on this journey of life together. And, um, you know, it's it's not always rosy. You know, it's not always happy. There's challenges in being a human being and just to be with yourself and cut yourself some slack and be with other people that can hold you and support you and vice versa, I think is really important. And choose well who you're going to marry. <laughs> wow. I, I love it. I love that. And you mentioned about authentic, and this is a topic that I often talk about, about how do you build online authenticity? And we always say that, you know, human beings, we have our successes, our failures, and it's a struggle to be authentic in the way we are. What is the advice would you give 
to our audience today yeah. to be authentic to their mm-hmm. true purpose? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's think about yourself. Would you rather be with somebody who everything is great and I did this and like it nothing there's no challenges like that is not an inspiring story. It's like the hero's journey. And did, so you know Debbie Ford? Did you know Debbie? You know of Debbie? Yes. So Debbie was a very good friend of mine. And, you know, she talks about the shadow. Yes, the shadow effect. That's right. And I remember, like, I wrote my book, first book, Unstoppable. And I would have moments. And I had a lot of shame about that. I didn't realize I could share that. She's like, Cynthia, that depressed little girl, you know, that depressed little girl in you is making you who you are. It's made you the generous, loving sensitive being that you are. So when you're, you're, when you're thinking about, you know, um, being upset with her, you love her and you, you know, know that that part of you makes you who you are. And so I think what I've learned is the more authentic I am, it gives other people permission to be authentic. If I just sat here and said everything, oh, what do you mean challenges? No, there's no challenges. It's all great. Yes, I've done this. I've done that. That is not inspiring. What's inspiring is when you hear people who have the courage to say, hey, yeah, I failed at this. I was you know, discouraged. I felt like quitting. I didn't think I was good enough. And yet they continued. That's inspiring. One quick story on that is I remember years ago, I spoke spoke at a Tupperware conference and we were in Mexico and they had the big pyramids. And I had spoken at this conference. We got in a bus and we were going to these pyramids. And as luck would have it, there were like four people who were at the conference where I spoke and they were kind of playing with me, you know, being unstoppable. So we're all in the pyramids and I walked up, you know, they're really high. And on the way up, it was easy. But on the way back, there's no guardrails. There's nothing to hold on to. And I'm terrified of heights. And so I had to sit down on my bottom, you know, and my girlfriend too. And step by step, we managed to get to the bottom. And the people that were on my bus said, oh, look at Miss Unstoppable now. And, you know, I I was very annoyed by that comment, but I didn't care because I was thinking I might die. Um, But later I realized that's exactly what it looks like to be unstoppable. It can be messy. It's not always pretty. You don't always look like you've got it together. But guess what? I got down, right? I got out of my comfort zone. I I did something that I really wanted to do. So I think that for everyone here, it's like, it doesn't have to be pretty. And people are going to be more inspired by your true self and not somebody that you think people want you to be. And that you have already inspired and helped 78,000 men, women, and children in Kenya alone. What is your vision, the next step to be unstoppable and the Unstoppable Foundation? Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. So, you know, obviously, um, every single community um, is that every child gets access to an education. So we're not going to stop. And besides that, you know, we've launched a college. We've launched a leadership academy. We want people to learn the principles you're talking about. We want them to understand, you know, that their mind, their thoughts can create their destiny, that they are not a victim of circumstances. 
And I, to me, it's like to be able to give people tools to create their life and know that they're a creator of their life or a co-creator of their life is life-changing. So our goal is just to continue not only in the Maasai Mara, but around the world that every child feels valued and has an opportunity to learn and be all that they were intended to be. Wow. Wow. This is really inspiring. You know, in here, Soul Rich Woman, we talk about from women who love the F word, like being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and family. Cynthia, which is your favorite F word? Gosh, I think my favorite F word is freedom. Freedom. Um, freedom to dream, freedom to be myself, freedom to earn money, freedom to create, freedom inside. You know, that's, I think, my journey, the inner freedom, um, you know, loving myself, being one um, with God, spirit, really understanding the plan for my life. I think freedom is uh, a blessing and one of my highest values. Wow. That is really so awesome. What is the one last advice you will give to someone who's still sitting on the fence about being unstoppable? Well, what are you going to do if you're sitting on the fence? That means you're not in the game, right? You're not even, you're not, you're like not even in the game. So it's like, what is that one thing you would love? And what is the one thing that you can do? Maybe it's to make a phone call. Maybe it's to go to an event. Maybe it's to go on a Zoom call. Maybe it's to join one of your programs. Maybe it's to listen to another one of your podcasts. It doesn't matter, but it's like being on the fence, you're taking yourself out of the game. And so, you know, that one thing every single day, if you do it, over a period of time can will get you to where you want to go. One final question. What is the one thing that keeps you going, Cynthia? Yeah. And to be unstoppable. I'm just so curious because you've done so much. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I it's the children. I mean, it's the communities that we're working with. It's like you know, we have so much in the United States where you live. Like there are people who don't have a lot, but it's not in comparison to the families that we're working with. And they're so incredible. So what keeps me going is knowing that we haven't reached everybody. There are still there that little girls are getting married at the age of 12, 13, and 14 to men two and three times their age. And they live a life of servitude. That is unacceptable to me. So I want every little girl, every little boy, to have an opportunity to to really be all that God intended them to be. And that's what keeps me going. Well, I say amen to that. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Amen. (laughs) Well, I just want to say thank you very much, Cynthia, for being on this show. I really appreciate your time being here today. Well, I just want to say really great blessing to you always and more power to the work that you're doing. Continue to inspire lives and be a great, surmountable vibes and blessing to more people out there, especially the little girls and the little boys. Thank you, Janisha. And same to you. God bless you, the work that you're doing and the lives that you're inspiring. And uh, like your promo, promo said, together, we are unstoppable. 
So, well, thank you very much for tuning in to this live show as well as to this podcast. All the links will be in the show notes. Cynthia, how can my audience reach you should they would like to contribute to the Unstoppable Foundation? Yeah, they can go to unstoppablefoundation.org. So to learn more about what we're doing, to be a part of the work, um, yeah, just go to unstoppablefoundation.org. Unstoppablefoundation.org will be placed into the show notes. And thank you very much for joining us today and take care. Bye for now. I have a free gift for you. Go download Secrets of Personal Branding and How Do You Delegate 80% of Your To-Do List so that you can make money online while focusing on your zone of genius. Go to soulrichwoman.com, S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. What you really need is a simplified plan that focuses on money-making and client-attracting inspired actions online. Join our number one leading female entrepreneur network club in Asia, their monthly business masterclasses and office hours by the mentors, special guest experts on all the topics you need to build a business and life you love. You're just an F word away from the life you want, the marriage you want, and the family that you want. This is a no-contract membership and it's only $12 a month. You can cancel your membership at any time. You've got nothing to lose. Check it out at soulrichwoman.com. S-O-U-L R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N dot com. 10x your financial independence today. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so honoured that we are connected and I hope that I can continue to serve you as you build your dreams. And if you love this episode, and I hope that you did, rate it 5 stars. Give us that glowing review because it will help more women around the world finding the Soul Rich Woman podcast. Alone you are strong, together we are unstoppable. Now share this with every woman who needs it because this is how we are changing the world, one woman at a time. As always, get out of your comfort zone and go towards the dreams you've always wanted to achieve. For women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. My dear soul rich woman, sending you my love and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.